sports fans. Welcome back to Best Friends Club podcast. I'm Ashley. And I'm Renee. And this is season four, episode 21, the one with the invitation. You know what I was just thinking when you were opening up this episode? Is Um, that what if we did... Oh, you want to guess? Oh, I was gonna, but you were thinking what if we did um, a Jock Jams style opening where we had our stats like they do for NBA players, like at five foot three, <laughs> like that. She's the and best cat mom no in Nashville. <laughs> and wait, N.A. <laughs> uh, what, that what is thinking? not what I was thinking. Oh, okay. But I was like, what if we did there's that episode where um phoebe and rachel move in together and they do the answering machine oh oh my gosh hi everybody it's ashley and renee renee (laughs) that's a great idea (laughs) maybe next time okay we'll work on it for our answering machine we'll work on it (laughs) good idea Oh, did you ever have a funny um wait, should we save it for that episode that's in like 10 seasons i don't yeah, know when that probably i can't remember what season that. it is okay because uh, i've got some funny voicemail to talk about but we'll we'll save it I think for it's like six or seven yeah because it's after um it's after monica and chandler move in together right yeah, yeah. so that's not that far away that's no. like yeah well, yeah so it's right after six. that so it's mid six mid six okay yeah which is going to be here before we know it because we are oh my gosh. nearing I the know. end of season four. If anyone Which is insane. I can't believe it. I can't believe well, it. Well, what a perfect time for a montage episode. Should we stitch together all our favorite <laughs> uh, <laughs> lazy way to do I, episode? These are cheap. I know. I know. Network was trying to save some money, but I, is that what I it dislike is? these. They oh, just yeah. were like, we only have the studio for 30 minutes today. What can we film? <laughs> Well, right, because all they do, <clears throat> I feel like the characters were only filmed, they only filmed like 10 minutes of new footage, if even, because it was all montage. It was all montage. I don't think there was any. And it's just those few, like the opening of Joey and Chandler, and then that's pretty much it. Ross, there's Joey and Chandler, there's Ross and Emily for like two scenes mm-hmm. of dialogue in their apartment, and then there's like Rachel and the girls and the guys with the like um invites but like yeah that's it there's like three scenes yeah yeah i also think that the opening to this one if you weren't gonna film anything you should have just left this out the everest thing yeah they just oh because it's like dummies it's yeah i think it's it's kind of funny and you know i feel like it um it's okay Correct me if I'm wrong here, because I'm just going to start thinking eh, this out loud wrong. for the first time. <laughs> I should not have given you that veto power. Um, I'm really excited for this. <laughs> you make all my decisions. <laughs> oh, I can't Great. wait for that episode, too. Um, I was just going to say, like, it's setting... Okay, so it, it's showing Joey and Chandler as, like, quite lazy. And so I was going to say it's setting them up as lazy. Have they come off as really lazy before? They haven't had the Barca Lounger episode yet, have they? Um, Where they order well, food to the other apartment? I can't remember because I'm no. sure I saw that recently, but was it for... I kind of think they have done that because it's when 
Rachel and Monica live together. And which it's is when always. they're in their apartment. And when they get, I think it's when they get the new, yeah, it is because we talked about Xanadu, which is Phoebe. Oh, they're, right. It's because it's uh, Chandler, Chandler buys all the fancy furniture. stuff. That's Guilt right. furniture. Actually, isn't it when Rachel, it's when Rachel and Ross go out on a date because they're like, they won't even turn around. And she's like, I'm taking off my top. And he oh, like, yeah, that's right. like, she knows she's not. She's lying. Yeah. And that's all. That was a while ago. So, OK, we sussed yeah. that one out. Um, OK, so it's not that they're setting them up as lazy. They've already kind of had that a little bit. But I don't know. I thought it was cute. I just don't think they even knew what to have them talk about. There are a few opening scenes that have nothing to do with the episode. And um this is just one of them. And then it kind of yeah. comes around, ties back in at the very end. But it's like, those are the only two things that, like, it just kind of bookends and has nothing to do with the rest of the episode. I think it is the first time we hear them get excited about Die Hard, though. Um, Die Hard. No, because remember, no. Joey's, Joey's the best boyfriend ever. He wants to watch oh, Die Hard. Oh, that's right. That's <laughs> right. Favorite. Kathy and her low standards. <laughs> Once again, that's what we call spin in the business, Kathy. Um, uh, Yeah, but it is funny how into Die Hard they are. But um, and then that does come up later in a fun way. I wanted to ask you about Everest. Okay, so it opens up with not um, about John McClane. He did you want to talk about John McClane's plans? John McClane had plans. That's just one of my favorite lines. Um. I wanted to ask you, yeah, so they're, so they're talking, because okay, so it opens up there in the coffee shop, and they're like, everybody's doing stuff, you know, Phoebe's having babies, Ross yeah. and Emily are getting married, I don't think the girls are doing anything. No, um, they're not. Just those, the other two things, but, and they're like, you know, we don't do anything, we should go climb Mount Everest, and, you know, Phoebe comes in, and she's like, I looked into that, it costs like 60 grand, and you could die, and you would die. Um is climbing Everest something that you would ever be interested in? Absolutely not. Okay, why? Um, I think it might be shorter to list the reasons why I'm interested. <laughs> the reasons I'm interested are it would be, it would be cool experience, and it would be like the ultimate bragging rights. The reasons I'm uninterested is. It's so expensive. You'll probably die. And I think you just put yourself through an extreme form of suffering mm. for no reason. Mm. Okay. I, and also, I feel bad for those mountain guides. Oh, yeah, the Sherpas. I can't remember what they're called. Sherpas. Yeah. Um, I, I don't know. I feel like I've talked to people before. So I know a few people that have gone to base camp in Nepal. Mm-hmm. Um, which apparently is like difficult enough in itself um, right. for a lot of reasons because it's also very high in the air. Um, but yeah, I've talked to people I feel like who are like, oh yeah, Everett, or maybe it's because I was reading John Krakauer books. I don't know, which he's um, he's done Everest. He was on that trip in 1996 where like all those really seasoned advent, um, guides died and stuff. Um, it's into into thin air uh, I can't remember the maybe. name of the book I know I think is into thin air the plane crash I can't remember anyway it's a really good I book by John Krakauer but um and it then was made into a not that good movie with Jake Gyllenhaal um <laughs> but 
I just, I feel like some people have this in their mind, like, oh yeah, I could do that. I could prep and da, da, da. Okay. Um, the reasons that I have never had it in, like, I just preclude myself from ever thinking I could climb Everest. Uh, I went snowboarding a bunch this winter and like (laughs) in all my snowboarding gear with like snowboarding boots, like I could barely trudge up like a few feet of snowy hill without like puffing and having a hard time. And I was just like, this is proof that I shouldn't get near Everest. Yeah. Well, I also forgot to mention the reason I don't want to go is because of the sub-zero temperatures. Yeah. And the no oxygen and the... And the lack of oxygen. Yeah. Yeah. We're not, we're not extreme people, Renee and I. No. We're outdoorsy no. and that we like to drink wine on patios. No, <laughs> yes. No, 100%. Don't, get, don't get us wrong. Like, I really do enjoy a hike. Um, yeah. A reasonable hike. Yeah. A day hike. Yeah. Love a day hike gonna do i think the do, most you're hmm? gonna do what Tongue well i was yeah i was gonna say i bet we're about to say the same thing is that yeah. the biggest one you've done i think so yeah because it's like 13 miles yeah it's quite a bit um yeah. we're going we were supposed to do it at easter but covid so we're gonna do it i think in like november which oh my gosh is next month i need to start training um <laughs> that's tongariro crossing in new zealand but my sister and i did mount halasan um on jeju island in korea and I think that one was, gosh, I can't remember. It was nine hours, nine or 10 hours. Oh, it's the long. tallest mountain in Korea. Um, but it wasn't really that steep. It was just long, which I think mm. is the same thing with Tongariro, they say, is just like, it's just a lot of walking. Tongariro is steep at first. Like you go straight up for a long time. And then mm. it is super flat. Probably. And then you climb a little bit more and then it's straight downhill, which we ran down the last part, not because we had bounding amounts of energy, but because it was easier on our knees yeah. <laughs> to run the last two miles downhill than to walk it. Dang. So it's 12 miles. I just looked. I think that's the longest hike I've ever done. I've done Quite a lot long. of like, yeah, I've done a lot of like six to eight mile hikes, you know. But yeah, Tonkara is pretty long. You're going to have fun, though. It's re- I mean, you change. You got to layer up because it like gets yeah. hot and cold so I've often heard, because yeah. you change. It's like atmos- even if not it's atmospheres, but altitudes. Yeah, they say that like altitudes, even, if yeah. you, even if it's like warm and sunny at the bottom, it could be. It's like it's alpine conditions. So or like, mm-hmm. yeah, so we'll be prepared. Um, but anybody out there who's listening along, hello, if you are an uh, Everest um, if you've got your sight set on Everest, let us know. <laughs> There's we'll a thing at Orange time. Theory called Orange Everest. Mm-hmm. And that's the closest I plan on getting to <laughs> Mount Everest. Oh. And it's yeah. still, it was still pretty bad. I don't really want to do Orange Everest again, honestly. What is it? You raise your treadmill oh, dear. 2% incline every minute until you're at 15. Oh, my and gosh. You're at 15 Are for you just a minute. Like at a 45 degree angle? Two. Yeah, and then you go down by two. So for how horrible. many minutes? Uh, like twenty-five. Wow, that's, see, and I'm like, yeah, that's enough. That's hard enough. <laughs> I'm not gonna do like. I think it one, might be one like one percent for a while. Like the first like five or six might be one percent, and then you go up to two or something like that. But yeah, it's awful. So that's enough. 
So that's enough about Mount Everest. Okay, so um, so those guys are saying that. And then um, Ross and Emily are... I find it interesting that even though they're having this super rushed, like, known each other for six weeks, got engaged, getting married next month, like, they're still doing traditional stuff, like handwriting in cursive all the invitations and sending them out and stuff. I guess I just don't know that they had a choice back then. I was about to say, I guess that's kind of, there was no like e-invite. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I was only engaged for like less than eight weeks. We still did invitations. Yeah, that's true. And I mm-hmm. guess when you've got people from like, it's not like they could have just been like, oh, hey, everybody that lives in our one city block. It's like they've got people right. all over the place. So they're doing their invitations and Ross brings up the whole, um, like, oh, my great uncle, whoever, he's so cheap. So let's invite him. Did you guys invite people that you knew wouldn't show up? Like, what's the, talk to me about the mentality of that. So I know that this is a tactic of some people's to get more presents. (laughs) Um, That was not my tactic. I assumed that everybody I invited would show up, even though I knew some of those people wouldn't, like one of Matt's aunts, like wasn't in good health. We knew she wasn't going to travel. His other grandma wasn't in good health. We knew she wasn't going to travel. But of course we invited them. Like we wanted them to know that we wanted them there. But I assumed that they were coming until they told me they weren't coming. So I only invited yeah, the people that I could fit. And then I actually don't even think we had a B like list. A, yeah. And not even like a B list, but actually no, we did have a couple people. It was like people that Matt went to college with. He's like, I would like to invite them, but um, you know, we gotta get our like core group first and um Yeah. I think we might have sent a couple of those out. But ours was interesting too, because we could only have sixty people at our ceremony. So it was actually more difficult narrowing down who could come to the ceremony. And so basically the ceremony was like mostly out of town people and family because I wasn't going to invite somebody to fly in and then not come to the ceremony. And then make them like, yeah. Yeah. I mean, even though like the reception is more fun, but like, so pretty much anyone who traveled from out of town came to the ceremony and then I like that you guys did it reverse because normally it's like everyone's invited to the ceremony but only you know only so many people can come for the like party and it's kind of like great thing yeah I mean I was just literally (laughs) invited anybody to the reception because it was at our house yeah so I was like you want to come yeah come on by starts at seven it'll be great yeah um so I, I I think what you're saying about like you know some people do it as a tactic to get more presents I definitely think that that's true but I also would think that some people do it like you were saying like I know this person probably can't travel but I want them to know that they are wanted at the wedding yes but that doesn't sound like what Ross is doing oh that's certainly not what Ross was saying no No, but yeah I I, there is a lot of like not honorary invitations like you absolutely want that person there but you just know they're not going to be able to come yeah for sure but you still send them an invite anyway Right. So, so, okay. So they're doing that. And and then Emily goes, oh, so you're inviting Rachel then? And he was like, yeah, why not? 
And she's like, oh, I just don't know if I'd want any of my former lovers there. Old lovers there. <laughs> I say Rachel. And uh, <laughs> four out two of the three, three tunnels. Oh, yeah. Four out of three. What? <laughs> what? You've laid a boss. Um, and so Which we don't see him at the wedding. Yeah, good point. I guess he couldn't leave his busy job in New York at Bloomies. Played a boss. <laughs> um, so, so she's like, "Oh no! I mean, you know that I adore Rachel. I just thought it would be weird for you." And I'm like, "Okay, Emily. Couple things mm-hmm. here. Couple thoughts mm-hmm. that I've got. So, first of all, he hangs out with Rachel every day. So, <laughs> right." Clearly, it is not weird for him to see Rachel. He sees her as right. a good friend and wants her there, hence writing her name on an invitation. <laughs> like, <laughs> I feel like if it was weird for him, he would have said, this is weird for me. I don't know what to do. Um, I feel like she is, I don't know if gaslighting is the right word. She's, but she's like, I, then I was kind I think of like, she oh. wants to hear his reasoning. And so it's like, okay, well, maybe maybe she doesn't know that they're actually good friends and that they hang out every day. Because whenever she's in Manhattan, it's only her and Ross hanging out all the time. So she doesn't act. Maybe she's so crazy. Yeah. So like maybe she. Oh, what did you say? Because oh, because he's so crazy. Yeah, they're too busy. That, you know, he loves that guy. Like being too, too busy being that guy. Too busy getting ear piercings and. <laughs> also, do you know what I just realized? Is hmm. that's all about him. What so he got yeah. his ear pierced? He played rugby. He signed up for skydiving lessons, like or helicopter uh-huh. lessons, or whatever. Like, does she just get to watch? Like, what? Yeah, it's really fun to be Emily. That's annoying. Gotta and all she gets Ross. is the doorknob museum. Oh, dear. <laughs> and so, um, yeah. So anyway, so I was like, okay, Emily, like this isn't weird for him. Are are you trying to say that you find it uncomfortable because why bring it up right. in this weird roundabout way? Um, I think it was uncool of her. And I think that if yeah. she's uncomfortable having Rachel there, she needs to say it. Maybe like benefit of the doubt, she actually was like, oh, that's weird. She's your ex because she doesn't realize like, but there's also, she's so much more than just his ex. But mm-hmm. I don't think she knows that because she doesn't, she's been around for six weeks and barely been around the rest of the group. Um, right. That maybe she was truly just asking, but it's like, I don't know, the way she did it, I feel like is a bit. Uh, I mm. think that if Emily took herself out of the situation for a second and, and thought about it from a 30,000 foot view and thought, what would be more weird? Not inviting my sister's best friend since high school, who I've also known since high school, who I see all the time, or inviting her because we used to date, or not inviting her because we used to date, or just inviting her because of all the reasons I just said. <laughs> like, I actually think it would be more uncomfortable not to invite Rachel. Yeah, I was going to get to that, too, or maybe even, like, next episode, because our next or two episodes like I do kind of feel like the whole her not going makes it way more of a thing than if she would have just uh-huh. gone in the first place yep I um, agree. but I understand her reasoning for not yeah to I do too I don't think she was doing it to be the center of attention but that's what ends up yeah. happening um right. but yeah I know what you mean but I kind of I guess like I, I don't know like not that you know 
it's easy to say this when a it's fictional and b it's like watching this back but i kind of feel like if that if if i was emily i could have been like there's just different ways to put it like um like have the conversation just be like hey you know this is i i want you to know that i'm not accusing you of anything and i i just want to make sure this isn't an issue you know before we get into this or like right so I know that you and Rachel used to date, but clearly you guys must put have put all that behind you and still actually be able to be friends because, you know, so tell me about that. Like, how's the friendship? How have you managed to do that? And not because I'm saying I don't want her around, but just because like all my exes are just exes. How have you guys m- managed to maintain a friendship? You know, like something like right. that, where it's like, mm-hmm. tell me more about your perspective, not like, oh, well, if it was me, you know. <laughs> Right. Also, it seems weird to me because Emily seems to be working from some kind of list. Yeah. Um, Because she knows about Uncle Riffraff over here. Yeah. And, but she's shocked by Rachel being on the list. So I'm kind of like. So it's like her first time seeing the list is writing the names. uh, Yeah, I don't know. It just seems strange to me, you know, like. Yeah. Something's missing here. Um, but I think oh, you're right. Okay. So you think I, I like she might have already had those feelings and then was like pretending to be surprised? Kind of, yeah. Yeah. Well, either way, so she's either like uncomfortable and not saying it or she truly is kind of just like, oh, wow, you're inviting an ex-girlfriend. Oh, like, you know, I yeah. I wouldn't have done that for me. But And so to me, and then it's kind of like, well, you're a bit, you just don't know that there's so much more than just exes, but. You guys right. are too busy. You're too busy watching Ross sign up for hang gliding lessons um, to know what's going right. on. Um, and so then montage, montage, montage. Um, <laughs> is that okay? Can we just skip over it? Did yeah. you want to talk about any? Okay, cool. And then, Not really. um, and then everybody gets the invites. And I love when Joey's like, oh, cool. Tissue paper. <laughs> Gee, I know. No, I've got my invite. <laughs> I've got my invite. <laughs> Oh, he's so cute. sweet, sweet Joey. Um, and so then Rachel comes in and she gets the invite and she's like, what's this? The invitation to Ross's wedding. And they're all like, oh, are you okay? And she's like, no, it's fine. It's great. I, I'm happy. I, I will work on it. And I was like, yeah, it is really sweet of her to like be trying to be happy for him. Because she really is trying. She's trying. She really is trying. She's not doing that whole like, she's not being selfish in this moment. She really is trying. And I think it's She's trying not to be. Yeah. That's, that would be so hard though. Because it's very clear to, well, even though she doesn't realize she loves Ross, it's like, she obviously hasn't moved on. And I think she knows oh, that. Oh, okay. Yeah, I was going to say, I, sh- I think it is, but maybe it's not. Because remember when she was breaking up with Joshua last episode or two episodes ago or whatever it was, um, and she's like, I think it was just last episode, and she's like, he's not the one I'm sad about. And so she does realize that she's not over Ross, but maybe that's different than thinking she's still in love with Ross, like you said. 
Yes. I think it is. I think he she just thinks that she's kind of like mourning that they yeah, will never be back still together. Grieving. Okay. Yeah. And it's just kind of shocking, you know, and feel like, okay, I have to like adjust to this. It's weird and I don't know how I feel about it. But she definitely loves him, but she doesn't realize I mean, she doesn't realize it until Phoebe tells her. That's true. So she just because she was like the whole like on again, off again. I thought we'd be on again, but I guess not. And now it's for real not. So I just need to move on. And she just thinks she hasn't yet. It just will take her some time to move on. Yeah. So she is trying. And I I commend her for that. Um, yeah. And so then they're like, are you going to go? And Monica's totally right. It would be really weird if you didn't go. And yeah. Yeah. It's hard to be like, well, she should have because I can't imagine being in such a raw, vulnerable position from my ex that I wasn't over. Um, mm. And like, I don't know. It might be too hard to go. But I. Yeah. So then montage, montage, montage <laughs> from Rachel's side. And she RSVPs not going. Yeah. I think as far as things you can get out of without a valid excuse, an international wedding is a pretty easy one. Yeah. That's a massive commitment. It's not like they're it's getting a, married on a random Sunday down the street. If they were getting the married yeah. in New York, there's no way that she could get out of it without it being a huge deal. Unless she like had a different wedding that day or like was in the hospital. Yeah. Like pretty much. Yeah. <clears throat> but an international wedding, I feel like that's a little bit more of an easy out. It is, but they are all best friends. And so it is yeah. like, you know, of course you would like drop everything and go to this wedding. But it's also short notice. It's crazy short notice, but everybody and, else. And Rachel, you know, her excuse ends up being, sorry, I just can't get the time off, you know. So that is her excuse later. Her initial excuse is like somebody needs to be, somebody needs to stay with Phoebe because as we well, find that's out, her excuse to Monica. That's true. Yeah. So she says Phoebe's in her third trimester and I need to stay here with yeah. her. And I, I kind of don't, I think that's kind of like, you know, Phoebe's not asking Rachel to stay necessarily, but like if right. I was Rachel and it was like, go to this wedding that's going to be incredibly painful and difficult and it's on the other, you know, it's, it's international and I'm not going to know anybody and I'm going to be like all that stuff versus like stay in New York with my friend to comfort me during this time and to be there for her yeah. like that I get that that sounds a, like a lot more of a comfortable choice yeah totally um but so okay so um Renee had this idea about like because this episode is mostly montage and we don't like that. And montage, also like, montage, don't need to montage. <laughs> rehash everything that happened. Um, we would we've talked a lot about like Rachel and Ross and their relationship throughout like, you know, up to season four so far. And so this is kind of a good opportunity to do a bit of a like reflection and summary and answer the question, do we think Ross and Rachel should be together right now? So when you were thinking about this, Renee, do you mean like if Emily wasn't around or do you because I mean like what what were you thinking yeah I mean I think we could go 
I think the overall question is, should they be together regardless of, like, as life stands right now, should Ross okay. and Rachel be together? Okay. Because we can't pretend that Emily's not there. Yeah, I was going to um, say, that's kind of a different, that's not, it's just, it's hard, you can't really do it. Right, we could speculate, but I don't, truthfully, I don't know if, hmm, how do I say this? Not that the question wouldn't be the same. I, I think the question kind of is the same either way, but I'm saying should they be together with all with the ups the and downs. current circumstances right now as yep. they stand. Okay. Yep. Like, if Rachel went to Ross right now and was like, I love you, don't marry Emily, do we think he should get rid of the British chippy and be with Rachel? Okay. Do you want to answer that? Or do we're, so we're going to talk about some yeah. So we've got some pros and some cons of why they should be yeah. together. Yeah, I I think something I find difficult is that I think that Rachel pretty much ever since she realized I kind of realized this during the montage. Funny enough. <laughs> Ever since Chandler opened his big fat mouth about why he got her the brooch Mm -hmm. because he was in love with her, something, a light switch flicked on for Rachel. And I don't think that it's gone off since. And she loves Ross, you know, even though he has done a lot to hurt her. She still loves him. I don't know if that is good or bad because we all need boundaries and healthy relationships in our lives. Um, but I can't overlook that, you know, like she's willing, like we've said before, nothing is necessarily unforgivable. It just depends on who's involved and what they are willing to forgive, you know? Yep. Um, so Rachel has, has deemed Ross's shortcomings as forgivable in some way, shape or form. Because if she didn't, she wouldn't have gotten back together with him the one time. She wouldn't be, like, depressed, still in love with him right now, you know? hmm So I feel like that counts for something. hmm I don't know what exactly, though. I think that, like, I agree in a way, but they – I think that – so she has found – whatever's happened between them as forgivable to an extent but it was forgivable enough to get back together after he agreed to the letter that he didn't read and so they honestly never came to an agreement about the cheating and whether it was cheating and whether they can like do you know like they're still right like he's still saying that he didn't cheat on her although I think he appreciates like he knows that he made a mistake he knows that he messed up he just is sticking to his guns with like, I thought you were breaking up with me and I made mm-hmm. a mistake. I didn't go cheat on you intentionally. And I think, yeah, I think that's where he's really, he won't let it go because he wants to make like, he, he wants to make sure his intentions are understood that like, I wasn't cheating on you in my mind. I was broken up with and got drunk and made a mistake. And, you right. know, and she's saying, you know, you you hurt me regardless well she's saying that like yeah and kind of like it's one of those things where it's like but if you loved me enough wouldn't you think that like 
wouldn't your sole focus be getting me back not like Mm -hmm. going and like you know getting drunk and making mistakes but um and so I kind of get both sides so I don't think they ever came to an agreement on that one and honestly um so I I I think that she still sees that as unforgivable and that's still not unforgivable sorry but like they're still at an impasse with that yeah oh totally I think something too that I just kind of realized is that I think that Rachel wants him to acknowledge that he hurt her and he's saying you shouldn't be hurt because I didn't do this to you he I think is unwilling to admit to himself that he hurt Rachel somebody he loves so much because he didn't mean to and so he's going but my intentions but my intentions but my intentions and she's going but your impact but your impact but your impact and they're just that's what I think I think you're right is like I don't think he can live with himself knowing he hurt her and so he's trying to like defend himself basically right and it's not so much that I think Rachel needs to be right where I do think Ross feels he needs to be right I think she just needs to be validated yeah yeah and he's unwilling to do that because he didn't mean to well I think it's one of those things where you know like when you're upset and somebody else is upset and like you kind of just want the other person to say sorry first and then even without realizing that's what you want but then once somebody else goes oh I'm sorry I didn't mean that then you go oh no look it's okay I probably you know then you would you apologize for your side of things and I just kind of feel like because the other person isn't capitulating I don't know if that's the right word um like neither of them like they're both so hurt because he thought Mm -hmm. he she broke up with him so he's really hurt from that and she's not, you know, she's going, what? No, I said, take a break. And like, so she's kind of dismissing his feelings there. And so I think that's why he's unwilling to even take the discussion of like, okay, I'm sorry that I, you know, I, I'm sorry that this hurt you. Cause he's like, but I was hurt first. It's kind of that it's, Ugh. it's immature, you know, but um, yeah. It, yeah, that's what I see is happening. Yeah. So I do still think he needs to appreciate that regardless of what his intentions were, that was the impact he had on her. That's what, like, if he loves her, he needs to put aside his own ego. And I think in this case, his ego is that he can't believe he hurt Rachel, someone he loves so much. So I still do Mm -hmm. think it is like, you know, I think he's holding on to it so much because it is about her, but like, he still needs to recognize that if it's truly about her, then he needs to. Right. So anyway, we were able to work through their problems, but I don't, they haven't yet. <laughs> so um, easily. <laughs> and so, so okay, so I, I, so as far as whether they should or shouldn't, that to me is like a, they shouldn't because, or, or if they were to get back together, that needs to be like number one, like cab off the yeah. rank. I don't know. That's a phrase we have in New Zealand. Do you say that in America? I can't remember. Absolutely um, not. Okay. <laughs> is like you know, this is, and she kind of tried to do that when she was like, I can't get back together with you until we discuss this. And she had the letter. And so I do think that like that needs to be worked through before they get back together or like we can get back together with the intention of like, this is still super hurtful for both of us. Mm -hmm. Um, You're right. She tried really hard to like put it all on the table of what she was feeling and what she needed to know in order to move forward. And he just... (sighs) But her, <laughs> but her thing was, I need you to take full responsibility. That to me totally. is not, that's not like, I'm not, mm, you know? Mm, yeah, I see what you, I see what you mean. But I think if he would have read the letter, they would have discussed Been able it. to have the discussion. Yes. Agree. 
But agree, agree. instead, he pretended that he read it and accepted responsibility only to say later to he didn't it mean back. it. Agree. <laughs> Which, you know. I agree with you. And then it turned into, you know, hilarity ensued. But, like, yes. I definitely think that if I was Ross in that part, I would be like, okay. Because, again, it's like, well, hang on. I was very hurt, too. And that's not to say, like, oh, but you hurt me first. But it's to be like, I am so sorry. I cannot believe that I did that, I would that would have never been my intention. I was so hurt. You know, I thought you were breaking up with me and that my life was falling apart. And he did kind of try to say that, but he said that like the night after, you know, the night that he she found yeah. out he had cheated. And so that just wasn't the time to have like a meaningful discussion about right that stuff. And I think like he uses it as more of an excuse than like than like an actual I'm, I'm sorry because it's that, like an I'm sorry but yeah yeah I'm with you but I but if I would not I would not be happy with like a I need you to take full responsibility for you know the cheating and the, maybe she tried to address his jealousy because that was kind of what led her to want to take a break and for him to get his feelings hurt was right he, I mean so, 18 pages there was other stuff in there yeah and and she he did say when he was talking to the guys about it he was like she wants me to take full responsibility for all the problems in our relationship and so like you know that's his perspective on his, his summary of the 18 pages but like so this is another I have a bullet point list so for the no the first no is like because they haven't come to an agreement about the cheating but the other one is they didn't address the jealousy and so maybe that was part of what was in the right. letter because that is what drove her to want to take a break in the first place, which is what hurt yeah. him. That like, and it was him. She was doing her best right. to juggle work-life balance. Every modern working girl knows what yep. this is like, and like he has shown absolutely no sign of changing his jealous ways. Mm-hmm. Like he hasn't even acknowledged that he has a problem with his jealousy. Nope. So you know what I just realized Ross- that I'm right. Oh. Mm, no (laughs) no that ross wrote his own self-fulfilling prophecy talk to me about that he was like rachel likes mark rachel likes mark so he would bring it up anytime anything was anything and he made it the story and in reality, nobody said that Rachel liked Mark. None of her actions said that Rachel liked Mark, but he wrote this whole story in his head. So when, like, we would not be in this situation if when Ross called and Mark answered, he had any frame of reference to be a normal person. He yeah. was so jealous of Mark with no reason to be. Yeah. After being told hundreds of times that it was literally just a friend. Yeah. Um. Like, I I have a hard time. I know it's like thinking your worst fears come true, but when someone has told you that this fear is not, like... Grounded in anything. There's no merit. Yeah. yeah. And there's difference between, like, Rachel was never gaslighting him. She was like, Mark is my friend. We are work friends. Yeah. We have that in common. We like to chat. We like fashion. That's it. I love you. But he couldn't yeah. hear that. And so he made up this whole narrative where Rachel just couldn't wait to sleep with Mark, you know. Well, I actually and so, sorry, you know you finish. I just have a hard time like I have a hard time his hurt, not his hurt being justified, but like 
he's so hurt because he thinks it's true what he thought all along, which means he's never respected anything Rachel said. Yes. Uh, you know, and I think that's yes. why I have such a hard time with it is that he's just saying, oh, it must be true now because we're on a break. And so fine. Yeah. Screw so, her. So I was going to say, I think I don't nece- I don't necessarily know that he's like, you've loved Mark this whole time and like you went and slept with it. I think he thinks Rachel is naive and manipulable. Like, I think he thinks that Mark likes Rachel. And so even right. if Rachel is saying, I think it's actually just quite misogynistic because I think what he's yeah. saying is like, well, Rachel, it's okay. I hear that you're telling me that he's just a friend. I'm telling you this guy is a, a wolf in sheep's clothing. And the second he has a chance, he's going to seduce you and he's going to trick you and he's going to find like, so he basically is just saying that like, you're so naive. You don't realize what this guy is doing and you're going right. to be powerless to stop him when he decides he wants to and so then when mark does come over and he thinks something happened i don't necessarily he thinks thinks that rachel was lying i think he just thinks that mark had more sway over her than like giving her the respect of being like you're actually a smart independent woman and you know how to hold your own against guys hitting on you unwantedly and so i think it's a little massage he thinks she's just this like naive little woman that you know what can yeah. you know you can't help it it's things are done to you not with your you know well and even at one point monica says that and she's like even if he wants to sleep with her does he get does to does he get to and remember no, ross chilled out for about 10 seconds yeah and like listened seconds. to monica for 10 seconds until he showed up at rachel's work and i think that's what happened right afterwards is he showed up at rachel's work and that's when um, Mark was like kissing on his girlfriend and he thought it was Rachel mm-hmm. and then he like freaked out again. I think yeah. I can't remember if that was the one or if it was the like we're going to a thing on you know see you Saturday. Like I can't remember which yeah. one which one it was but he chilled out for 10 seconds and then he just went right back to it. And to me I think you nailed it when it's like it shows that he didn't respect anything Rachel said and in fact like he's one of those it seems like without I don't think he would realize this but it's like he has more respect for men he hasn't met and doesn't know than the woman right in front of him. That whole like mm-hmm. when a guy hits on you and you have, even if you don't have a boyfriend, you Make lie and say that boyfriend. you do. Yeah, just because a guy has more respect for a guy that doesn't exist than the woman in front of yeah. him. So um, so I think that, I think that Ross's um, error there was not giving Rachel enough credit over not being stupid and actually knowing how to like handle herself against guys that like her yeah and what I always come back to too and I'm not saying it wouldn't hurt to find out that you your person liked somebody else or cheated on you or whatever like I know all that would really hurt but why would you want to be with somebody who you thought at any moment was just going to be pulled away to somebody else you know, like I think that Ross what, thinks that's how women are. That's what I'm saying. What it's kind like, of I, life is that? I yeah, think you're probably right. Because it happened with Carol, where he just thinks just that like, like women are emotional and can be easily whisked away and romanced by the next, you know, whoever, whatever Romeo walks into their lives. Hope nobody's playing a saxophone in an alley. <laughs> Rachel walks by. I Might just be over for her. Twitter painted. Oh, there's a saxophone and everything. Some. Hazy light. Carol's whisper on repeat. 
Yeah. I think it would work right. on you, He's Renee. A misogynistic. It would 100% work on me. <laughs> so, so I do, like, I think that's Ross's issue that he needs to, like, that's what I think he needs to work through. His jealousy wasn't about Rachel liking somebody else. It was about him not respecting women, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. But- so a new, the new question is, do we think Rachel should be with a misogynist? <laughs> well, and I think that, I think the interesting <laughs> part is I don't think he respects women, but I think if you asked him, he would say he respects the hell out of women because right. he, you know, we also see him fawning over women and doing, and being sensitive and being really like caring and attentive to all those details. Yeah. But it's still about him being in charge and being, you know, yeah, I I think. The answer is he's a codependent misogynist. Is he codependent? I mean, if you're that worried about your girlfriend and how much time she spends with you and if she mentions somebody else, yeah, yeah, I think so. So... My other reason, my so those are two of my points against no, is the cheating thing. They've never really had, you know, closure yeah. on that one. And then the jealousy on his part. Um, they did both seem to be moving on. But, mm-hmm. okay, so we find out that Rachel didn't actually move on. And she realizes that herself, too, that she's not actually over him. She's still under him. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> but Ross has moved on. Ross actually... Like, you know, he saw Rachel with Joshua. He said it was hurtful. He didn't think he was going to be able to move on this fast. But he seemed like he actually was happy for her. He did some selfless stuff for her, like take Emily out so she could go try to make things happen with this Joshua guy. Even though Emily was like, seemed like a real annoying handful at the time. But like, you know, he did that. And then actually, like, I think surprised himself that he fell for her and he was able to move on. And so... Mm -hmm. So he, like, yeah, I feel like he's moving on. And then I feel like Rachel, so we'll get into that later, but I feel like she makes the selfish move by clawing him back, kind of, um, because she hasn't actually moved on. I think that's a good point. And I I guess I still think... um, that I don't know if Ross has moved on so much as he has attached to somebody else. Oh, when, yeah, 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 yeah. He you sees know, another kinda... opportunity. You're right, because if Rachel yeah. did say, Ross, I still love you, would he, what would he do? Now, we saw that she did that with Julie, and he chose Rachel. Mm-hmm. Yep. She did that with Bonnie, and he chose Rachel. Mm-hmm. So she might, she could very well do that with Emily and he might choose Rachel. Um, But I've got to say, I, I feel like, and the montage kind of made me realize this too. I feel like Rachel feels entitled to Ross Mm. because like you said, Chandler said something and then she like, um, she like had something switch on in her, even though she did know that growing up he was into her, but I think she was really used to guys being into her, it sounds like. And so he was, you know, it was, it wasn't necessarily like her Steve Urkel. Um, right. but I think that, so I think that when that switched on, yeah, I think that because she always liked him, she bought him or sorry, he always liked her. He bought her that expensive gift. 
he has been choosing her every time over these other perfectly lovely women. Um, I just kind of think she feels entitled to him. You might be right. I've never thought of it that way. She wants to put her scent all over him. Well, I, you know, when it's one of those things where like you want what you can't have, I think that like the fact that then he came back yeah. with Julie um, made it like, you know, then it was like, okay, well now I want him. Well, hang on, you know? And so then I'm not saying that wasn't hard for her, but like, I think that made it even more intense because it wasn't like, he wasn't being like the dorky guy that only had eyes set on her and was kind of annoying, Mm -hmm. you know? Um, And then this other thing where she like, I don't remember if it was in the montage, but you know how, like, I can't remember which one it was, but she says, I fall for you and then I get clobbered and then I break up with you and then I still get clobbered and I'm sick of getting clobbered. I feel like he is the one who keeps getting clobbered. Okay. He slept with Chloe. That was the only time she got clobbered. Oh, when he made the list between her and Julie. Is that really getting clobbered? I mean, it's not fun. And in fact, I feel like that that backfired on him. So, so I feel like so. Okay, I've made I've written this down. So, growing okay. So when he's gotten clobbered, uh, from years one to eighteen or twenty or whatever, he was. Yeah, but she didn't know. She did know. She said, remember when he was like, oh, I had a massive crush on you growing up. And she was like, I knew. And then when she's talking about it later and she's like, when, when they're in London and she's like, okay, Ross sees me in a bikini for the first time. The obsession grows. You know, she, she knew, she knew that he, I'm not saying that we're going to fault her for that, but I am saying that he has been tortured in love with her for a long time. Clobbered. Um, and then there was the prom video. Okay. So we saw that one where he like totally put himself out there to take Rachel out and like finally do something, put himself out there, clobbered, uh, Paolo, Paolo clobbered, uh, the list breakup. So yes, he made the list very stupid. Um, but then they were like dating for one day and then she broke up with him because of the list clobbered. Um, and then her wanting to take a break, which I do admit that that is because of his raging jealousy and misogyny. Um, but still, as far as the things, you know, looking at things, that's him getting clobbered. So I think she didn't get what she, like, she got hurt once and he's been hurt by her his whole life. And then she's, yeah, she's, but I think, hmm. I was just going to say, what? and then she's um, basically made him choose between her and these other girls he's been dating twice now and he's chosen her both times and yet it's still not worked so yeah I think you're definitely right that when she can't have Ross it makes her realize that she wants him again so that's problematic um but I don't think that one the prom video she didn't even know about until she watched the video yeah no I I know I'm not saying she did it intentionally but I'm saying he did get clobbered in that situation Right. But I don't know that it was anybody's fault. It doesn't, it doesn't, fault doesn't matter. I'm just saying that she's like, oh, I keep getting clobbered. And it's like, look at this poor man. He has been hopelessly in love with you for like 20 years. You're hurt now, but like, 
I don't know. I just think she's vic- she's playing a victim when it's like he's been one. And she didn't know about know. it, but he's I like don't... silently suffered. But that's not anybody's fault. So? Him sleeping with what's-her-name is somebody's fault. Yeah, totally. You don't think it's different? I think that she needs to, like, appreciate his perspective and where he's coming from. Because it's not her fault, but it doesn't change the fact that he's been hurt. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like what you were saying before. Like, you still recognize other people's perspective and hurt and validate it. Right. But what I haven't brought up in this whole conversation. Yes. Is how Ross always wants people to get over things in 30 seconds. Okay. Talk about that. Well. What does that have to do with them? What does that have to do with the, does does that have to do with them being together right now or not? Well, it's just anti-Ross lingo. So I thought it was time. (laughs) (laughs) I definitely think he has stuff he needs to work on. And that's a very good example of one of them. I I guess I just think that what you're saying isn't Ross being a victim of something other than his own like bad fortune to have been in love with Rachel for 30 years. Other than like I mean really any of them, even Paolo, like it's not he said he wanted to ask her out. Six episodes later, he hasn't done it. Yeah, she you just know? she just walked out on a wedding, though. So I appreciate he's like, how much time do you wait? And sure. Then... I get that. But that's not necessarily like. It's still not her fault. It doesn't. It's not really about fault. Um... Yeah. So, yeah, he waited, which I agree with you is like being I think it was partially him being respectful and also he didn't know what to do with himself because the opportunity finally arose you and know? he'd only ever dated thing. one woman before in his entire life right so so I understand that he's nervous but I also don't see that as being clobbered I think like that is just like another example of bad timing kind of like well I don't think that Ross getting married means Rachel's getting clobbered I think it just sucks and I don't think Ross I think that's different I don't think Ross dating Julie is Rachel getting clobbered but she calls it her getting clobbered because it's like you're right okay fine you're right you're right right. like he didn't know that Rachel liked him he went and met a perfectly lovely girl and then she ruined it because she said she got clobbered so that's what I mean this is like her being like oh this happened to me and it's like Rachel sweetie like you have two things on your list he has 30 and neither of them are anybody's fault it's just it sucks and it is what it is the chloe thing yes that is totally different yeah okay okay fine so i feel like Um, our answer is no we don't think they they should be together no because did you did you have anything for the yes column other than like rachel seems to still have an undying love for ross and we know that ross will always love rachel I just don't think that the toxicity is yeah. worth it. Uh, can I so no. can I put a caveat out there for anybody who's listening? Because I think we've talked about this before, um, IRL. But like, <laughs> I, I agree with you. I do think that they love each other and they, you know, I'm not minimizing that whatsoever. 
just because two people love each other does not mean that a relationship between them is a good idea. And it's exactly what you just said. Right. Like there are still toxic things that just can't be worked out between some people for whatever reason, not necessarily through fault of either one of them. And so sometimes I think people um, maybe don't know that or they don't feel that where they're like, oh, but I love this person. And it's like, nobody's saying that you don't, but that doesn't mean that you should be in a relationship with them. Well, and also to what you just said, they possibly could be worked out, but they don't ever oh, work sorry. on any of it. They just These haphazardly two. get back yeah. together. These two could work on Well, it. they could work this stuff out, yeah. but yeah. Oh, yeah. You're right. Like in general, like toxic relationships, you don't have to stay in that. You don't have to stay in it just because you love that person. And I, and I don't – maybe that's a silly way to look at it because people are like, well, I'm not like – I, but I love them, so I gotta stay. You know, it's like because you love them, yeah. you want to stay. But I don't feel like love. Right. You shouldn't. Yeah. Anyway, um, so agree with totally agree with you. She isn't over him, but we are. Like, is she undying love for him, or is it yet again? She wants what she can't have with Ross. Mm. It's a question. You know what I mean? We don't know because he's now she's he she now sees that he's about to make this mess. You know, it's not as serious as Bonnie or Julie, but it is another Bonnie Julie. It's just heightened. Um, the only thing I have on the yes column is that according to Phoebe, he's her lobster. So, <laughs> yeah, but yeah, I think as it Which, stands, you know, so were Romeo and Juliet. But that didn't end so well either. Like, as it stands right now, I think unless they can agree to start working on some of these things, Ross's major character flaws, like his jealousy and his misogyny, and, like, him and Rachel actually being able to talk about the ways that they were both hurt um, through the cheating incident, and, like, both mm-hmm. recognize what they had done to the other person or hadn't done. And I do still think it all stems back to Ross's jealousy and not trusting Rachel. Um, but like, I think that until they can work through that stuff, I don't think they should be together. I don't necessarily think he should be with Agreed. Emily though. No, absolutely Being not. single is an option, you guys. People, <laughs> we can. I know it's hard to believe. We've done it for, I did it for five we... years. More than that. What was the longest you were single? Like once you were of dating age? Most of my, I mean, always. Perpetually. <laughs> in perpetuity. Is that a time period. <laughs> in perpetuity. Uh, yeah, you you did because you had a couple you had very like a few very short lived relationships in high mm-hmm. school. I was always like, eh, no. Yeah. Wait around to get the BB Max C D and then get the hell out of there. That's right. <laughs> get out of there. Um oh, and then yeah, neither I don't of know. us dated Long anybody. Time. In Long college. stretches of time. Mm mm. No, neither one of us had an actual boyfriend in college, did we? No, we were way too busy having fun with our friends. I would That's not right. trade that. There is nobody oh, in college that would have been not. fun to date. Well, especially because we were just recently talking about somebody you wanted to date. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, imagine if you did. No. Gross. Yeah, no. It, we had so much more fun being single and doing that. Not because we were, like, yep. living a bachelor life either. Just because we were literally, like, being ridiculous and hanging with our girls all the time. It was so fun. I miss college. It was so fun. Throw back to the last Great Recession when we were in college. Well, that was the 
best. I wish I was <laughs> it was the best. It was fun. Gotta love recession. Mm. Um, anyway, yeah, so uh, we are officially voting that Ross and Rachel should not be together. Yes, so it's an official no vote from us. That's a no from us, mm-hmm. dog. Um, I think we should put this up as a poll on Instagram and hear from everybody else. Yeah. Do yes, you think I would love to know everybody's thoughts. Ross and Rachel should be together right now with everything as it stands? So not like, oh, yeah. if Emily, like just no, with everything as it stands. Yeah, no rewriting history. Should Ross and Rachel be together? Let us know what you think. And if you have a bulleted list, Let us know your thoughts. send it in because you know we love a bullet point list. <laughs> or if you have 18 pages front and back, we will read them. Probably. I've been I've been pretty busy at work lately, but I won't take full <laughs> responsibility for the cheating. That's one thing I won't do. <laughs> okay. Should we leave it on All that right. note then? We should. Okay, everybody. Thank you for tuning in. We're going to wrap it up this time. Don't forget to go to our Instagram and um, cast your vote. And join us next week for episode 22, the one with the worst best man ever. Love that one. (laughs) All right. We'll see you guys then. Okay. Bye. Bye. Bye.